0: Welcome back to Observations. I'm Jessica Kinsey, director and curator at Southern Utah Museum of Art. I'm joined by Stuart Seidman, whose work is currently on display through July 10th, 2021. Throughout this series, we are learning more about Stuart's life, inspiration, process, and how this New Yorker ended up in Southern Utah. Hi, Stuart, and welcome back.
1: Thanks, Jessica. Great to be here.
0: So for this episode, I'd like to focus more on your process Um, but especially thinking about what you call the FedEx pieces um, and really uh, helping walk people through that process and how you started this whole FedEx series and body of work. Um, But before I turn it over to you, I I have to say that this is certainly the work of yours that most intrigued me when when I first learned about you and, and saw your work. Um, I was just so, this just so piqued my interest. Um, and I just thought it was really unique and, and really, really interesting the way you were using these FedEx envelopes. So let's, let's tell our visitors more about that process.
1: Okay, so the FedEx series, as you'll see during the show, is um, a series of paintings that are done on recycled FedEx envelopes. And the backstory on the FedEx envelopes is the fact that when we were in business, we used to get FedEx envelopes every day from either uh, accountants and writers and artists and submissions and from various people sending us material through the FedEx um, way of delivering. And the FedEx envelopes, the nine by 12 ones, have a fairly slick surface. So I started to use those as my paint palettes. They were kind of recycled pieces that I could mix and smoosh my paints on and um, just use those and just put them away or throw them away and then use another one because we had so many and just continue to use those. So I did that for a while and kept using them and just, I don't know, innately just stored them in the closet. Why I saved them? I don't know, honors are kind of weird anyway. We save things, never know what we're gonna do with things that we save. Mm -hmm. And I had hundreds of these in the closet. One day I went to do a new painting on canvas and found I didn't have any canvas left, stretch canvas, any kind of canvas, I was out. And I remembered I had all these FedEx envelopes. And I decided, you know, let me try something. So I took a bunch of these out, maybe two dozen, and I put them on the floor. And I looked at them all on the floor, and I said, wow, look at this huge burst of color. I mean, if I linked them all together just as they are, I could almost have an abstract expressionist painting. But that's really <laughs> not where I wanted to be. So I linked them together. And at that time, living in Sag Harbor, we had a big deck out on our house outside my studio. And I linked them all together and dragged these envelopes out on the deck. And I brought with me a paint pot of black paint and a painter's mixing stick. That's it. Hmm. Not even a brush. Hmm. And I proceeded to just draw a big bull. Why a bull? I don't know. I just happened to do that. It just felt right. And I kept doing it and I kept dripping paint and and just just smushing paint all over the FedEx envelopes. And again, trying to capture something that would come out relatable to a viewer um, on top of all this abstract color. And it took me a while, and then I was finished at it, and I stepped back and I looked at it, and I said, Wow, I really like that. It's such a different feeling for me, so loose and different from my normal rendered camp I mean, my normal work on canvas that takes time and is a little more diligent about right. it. A much looser technique, almost Pollock like, when I was dripping this paint all <laughs> over the canvas. Anyway, I liked it a lot and decided to frame it, and we put it up in our living room, and that was the first FedEx FedEx piece I had, and um, as I said in the previous uh, uh, show, that um, we decided to sell our house in Sag Harbor, and the people that bought the house bought probably about 16 of my paintings separate from and above the house purchase, and... At one point, they came back and this painting of the FedEx Bull was hanging in the living room. And she said, well, what about that painting as well? Is that for sale? I said, no, you know, that's the first piece I've ever done. And I really love that piece and I don't think we want to sell it. So she said, oh, God, it makes the living room. It looks so beautiful here. You have to have that painting. I said well i don't know so diane kind of nudges me and she said whispers in my ear give him a price and i said what price and she said she mentioned a price and i said really and (laughs) i gave out i blurted out the number and the woman said we'll take it i said you're kidding no she said we love it we want it and that was the first piece i sold and that was the first piece i did and i had an exhibition out in the Hamptons at that point and they had an art critic come out and look at my work as well uh, after the exhibit to do an interview and, a, and a write a piece about me and the art critic who was I think taught at Yale I'm not uh, at one point. Anyway, she came back and said, You know, this is, un- I love this FedEx piece. It's contemporary. It's traditional. It's got everything going for it. It's unique. I mean, she said, and gave me all these wonderful accolades about why she loved this FedEx piece. And I wasn't thinking a lot about that. I just enjoyed the process and using up these envelopes. And I thought I had a nice image working. Right. But it was more than that. And, um, I think it became something as a challenge for me, as I said, how to take something with all that bursts of color and how to control it beyond what was originally on those palettes. And as more people saw them, more people bought them and they liked them. And that whole recycled, reborn, reworked FedEx image started to play into my work on a daily basis pretty much. And um, I still do them. And part of the show that you'll see here at SUMA shows and um, depicts those FedEx pieces, both in my cultural icon work, as well as the places I've been to and the different portrayals of different imagery that you'll see on these FedEx pieces. They're all um, meaningful to me. And um, as I said, it's a, a different way of me to express myself. It's a looser format and I enjoy that transition from one format to the other, of the tighter way of painting and the looser way of painting. So mm-hmm. this is what it does for me, and I just, I still do it, and I love doing it, and um, I think it opens up a new horizon for uh, myself and a uh, new challenge each time I try to paint one. And as I said control all this various color and sometimes with the FedEx graphic popping through so the interesting thing is and so many people who have them tell me the comments that they have when their guests are seeing these works in their homes or offices to say they're looking at it And they say, this is nice, I love the color. Back to that, I love the color again. But at the same time, they'll ask, well, what do you really see? And they'll say, well, I see whatever that image is, but I also see, is that FedEx behind? Is that a FedEx image? Is that the FedEx uh, logo coming through, (laughs) bits and pieces of it? And they say, yeah, and that's the beauty of this thing. So it's a question of, um, again, having to see and really look rather than just glance and take in something. But this is a way of um, introducing people to a, a technique and a and a vision that uh, they've never experienced before. Yeah,
0: so yeah. It's, it, it It's it a is challenge. Unique. Yeah, yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so to sort of give a little bit of overview for our listeners before I kind of connect this to the FedEx pieces, um, the show here at SUMA is broken up into a few sections. So we do have... Your FedEx work, sort of, um, mostly, you know, together, um, and then there's jazz. Your music influences. Uh, there's the cultural icons. There's places, and then there is a section of your more political um, work. And I think what I do find most interesting about the FedEx pieces is that they can work into any of those categories. They, you know, you are doing cultural icons on the FedEx envelopes, um, jazz, music, the the political work, um, places. Um, so each of these FedEx pieces could find their, their own home in the show outside of being um, sort of separated as a FedEx work. Um, and that's, of course, in addition to the fact that you are doing animals, a still life, nudes on these FedEx yeah,
1: envelopes. I, I, yeah, I do, sir. In other words, it depends on, um, I guess, my mood or my interest of that particular time. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to paint a cultural icon, say, on a FedEx envelope, it could be a Dalai Lama or it could be something, uh, just a landscape or something that piques my interest for that moment in time but I think ultimately it's um, the FedEx is almost an arrow of time if you would like it's uh, it's an infinite past or future or personal experience it's kind of a, a meeting place between imagination and knowledge and not to get too deep into the FedEx logo but at the same time it's just taking something and applying a technique to it that embellishes whatever it works out to be, whether it's a cultural icon or a landscape or a political piece. It just uh, depends on um, my use at the moment of what I feel like painting and how I think I can best express that, be it on canvas or a FedEx envelope.
0: Right, right. And I I think the Dalai Lama is a good example because in this show we have the Dalai Lama on the FedEx envelopes and then we have... um, a painting you've done of the Dalai Lama in the cultural icon section right. of the exhibition. Right. So yeah, just sort of seeing that, um, that yeah, you you have a different approach and it sounds like it, you know, is kind of governed by your mood or how you're inspired or what direction you wanna go with, with what you're depicting.
1: Yeah, it depends again, as, as I said, you know, not to get bored, but sometimes after I'll paint a few rendered pieces on canvas, I'll decide that you know I think it's time to do a FedEx piece and that FedEx piece can wind up being a cultural icon or a landscape or a place or a political piece it depends. I, I, I don't think the envelopes influence that much of what the ultimate um, piece comes out to be but I think it's working within the confines of the FedEx envelopes as I said with all that burst of color to re-examine it and to find out how you can pull out of that something that's either representational that people can still understand and yeah. connect with, yeah. and and that's the, I think, the difficult part, because um, sometimes fighting, fighting all that color can be uh, problematic, but working with all that color and still coming out with something that is representational mm-hmm. that uh, people can understand is... Um, is satisfying yeah. and challenging as well. So yeah. I think it's a it's a just it piques my interest to do both.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, I think also because these pieces you see you do see the the FedEx logo um, peeking through, or you know in some places it's it's really visible, and in other places it's certainly. Um, more um, obstructed, but I think the other thing that I find interesting is your advertising background. And here we are looking at your work, and there's there's a brand, there's an identity, there's a logo that that is is peeking through. Um, do you think that that advertising background has anything to do with um, sort of the how this work? Exists, um, because certainly you could have used these envelopes but but really gave us a blank slate and, and hid the fact that they were FedEx envelopes. Do you see any parallels there?
1: Yeah, I do, Jessica, only in the sense that being in the ad business, when I was in it as one of the so-called mad men during that mm-hmm. 60s era, um, typography mm-hmm. is very important to me, has always been important to me and was drummed into us by, again, Leon Friend and other instructors that I had along the way. But I think um, you'll see in my work, I employ typography in many of the pieces you'll see um, for not only effect, but to resonate um, the importance of, I think, what that image is all about. Uh, be it a phrase or a word or something that might uh, enhance the viewer's experience and make a better connection. But typography for me has always been important. Um, I think if people look at the catalog that um, you prepared, right. the choice of typography in mm-hmm. there is uh, very dear to me as well. Um, it's an influence by Ben Sean, as I said, who was a mm-hmm. great. Uh, I was a great admirer of and uh, who also was very interested in typography. And I grew up around a lot of um, great type designers. In fact, one day, just as a backstory, when I was freelancing and had rented some office space, I was sitting next to an older gentleman, older, I was in my early 20s and he was probably in his 50s, but I was sitting next to this guy named Sam, can't remember his last name at the moment, but anyway, he was sitting there, and in those days, we did everything by hand. I mean, it was a craft. Right. And no computers. And he was drawing four letters on his drawing board. And I looked at those letters. I said, Sam, what are, you, what are you lettering? And he said, oh, I'm doing a logo. I said, for whom? And he said, oh, it's a cigarette. I said, what's the name? And he said, look, here. And he showed me Kent, K-E-N-T. And he was drawing the logo for Kent cigarettes at huh. that time. Yeah. And everything was hand-lettered. I mean, you didn't have a computer. Right. And um, so that's how we were taught. That's how uh, we, uh, we went forward in the ad business. We used to write and draw those headlines in by hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and when we mocked up ads, they were all drawn by hand. And so that's how we learned. And then the color, and when I say color of typography, it's not so much the colors of red and green and blue, it's the color of black alone. And how that color effectively shows on the page, be it in a paragraph of copy, where the color could be grayish looking or could be heavy looking black, based on the line formation, the space between the lines, the kind of type style you use, whether it was a heavy typeface or a light typeface, those are all considered the color of a type. And um, that was very important to us. And it, it still is. When right. I look at words and, and ads today, I always, I'm always drawn to the typography in that particular ad. And today, a lot of the younger designers are using the computer to really create some of those things in fact Mm -hmm. some of the major typefaces that I remember that we used to use the Helveticas of the world or Baskervilles of the world those kind of typefaces I guess they have different names now I don't know but um, they were all um, based on wonderful type designers creating these fonts that um, were effectively used in most of the great ads that were designed and developed, and that's how we got to design and develop ads. And it influenced my work, as you see in the collection here, based on the use of typography and phrases and words in the pictures themselves. Yeah.
0: And then, One more question, um, sort of specific to the FedEx pieces. Does FedEx know about the work?
1: Interesting story. So the agency for FedEx is BBDNO um, back in New York, part of the Omnicon group. And the guy that runs, the creative director that runs the FedEx account back there is a friend of mine. And I called up one day when I began this FedEx series, and I said, Dave... I've got something I've been doing, and people seem to like it, and I just want to get your take on it. Uh, do you mind if I send you a few images? He said, no, Stuart, of course. So send them to me. So I uh, emailed him you know, half a dozen images of my FedEx work, and he calls me back. He says, Stuart, I love these. What do you want to do about this? I said, you know, Dave, I don't know. Um, and here's a backstory, Dave, I'll tell you that we used to get all these FedEx pieces, boxes, both – and envelopes delivered to us on a daily basis. And in fact, even in back, back in Sag Harbor, we had another office back there eventually. And one of the drivers who was picking up every day or taking, uh, collecting packages from us, came into my studio one day because he had to wait a few minutes before the package was ready for him. And he looked on my easel and I happened to do a FedEx painting. Uh, that was pretty much complete because most of the FedEx paintings are done on the floor. And he looked at that, and here's a FedEx driver knows nothing about art, and he's looking at it, and he said, holy mackerel, Stuart, is that a Are those FedEx envelopes? (laughs) I said, yeah, Bill. He said, oh, my God, I could see these on our trucks. We could have them on our uniforms. (laughs) We could do everything with these things. I have to put you in touch with my manager at the major plant, wherever that is, the dispatch center. And he was so excited, and his enthusiasm was just 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 wafting through the studio and i said bill that's very nice i appreciate it and that's very nice of you and you know i related that story to (laughs) dave at the agency and he laughed and he said no i love these what do you want to do with them what do you want me to do with them i said i don't know dave i was just expressing an idea. maybe fedex would give me a touring show Mm -hmm. um what do you think about that he said i think it'd be a great idea he said let me put you in touch with someone at fedex corporate in tennessee and let's see what they say. Mm-hmm. So he gave me some name, and I did call them up, and uh, I spoke to them, and I sent her a, a bunch of images, and she called me back. Stuart, we love these. These are really great, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm not sure that we can commercialize these because they're FedEx envelopes, and sometimes if you obliterate our logo, um, I don't know <laughs> how some of the people in corporate are going to take that. Right. So I said, Well, I'm not obliterate what I'm doing is these are recycled and what we're doing now is taking these stuff that would normally be thrown away and making something more of it, whereby now if someone bought one with their home or office, they've got the FedEx image in front of them and it may influence mm-hmm. using FedEx as a mm-hmm. as a delivery system. Sure. So she said, Let me let me discuss that with the people that in corporate and um, they're still discussing it so (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen with it but um, in the meantime somebody a friend of mine knew Fred Smith who was the chairman of FedEx and uh, they have the uh, Smith Center in Vegas where they put shows on so I don't know I, I think it would be great I, I think it would be a wonderful thing for them as well and then uh, you know a whole series of things could develop from that but at this point um, I'm just doing them and enjoying them so yeah. where it goes yeah. from there I don't know
0: right so. well I think that's again as we think about how you transitioned from the ad agency world to you know being a fine artist it all was organic and i think it's the same thing with these fedex envelopes you were just using them because you had them around they provided a great surface for your palette and then one day you just started painting on them um so it's not like you set out to no to no. you know not at all it was yeah. totally
1: accidental and
0: that's what i think is so brilliant about this um so, we've covered a lot about the FedEx pieces. Um, if there's more that you want to add, whether it's about process or or specifically some of the work that's in the show, um, before we maybe dive into something else.
1: Well, there are pieces in the show, FedEx pieces as well. But I mean, the technique I use on the FedEx pieces themselves, ultimately, if you look at them, you'll see the tactile feel and you can touch them. I mean, people often ask me when they see one in my home or someone else's home, can we touch this? Because it looks inviting to touch because, as I said, the original palettes were used to mix paint. And when you mix paint, preferably with a palette knife that I do, um, it'll get thicker and lumpier in places. And right. um, that tactile feel that you want to feel those uh, nooks and crannies and bumps mm-hmm. and lumps um, is something that draws people to them. And I said, yeah, you know, touch it. It's not going to fall apart. And I think part of that is something that, uh, as I said, I can... I can still paint over that with an additional palette knife or use a heavy brush to do it or use a dripping technique to do it. As I said, most of these things are done on the floor when they're just about 7 eighths finished. And then I'll put them up on the easel to step back and look at them and then maybe touch up here and there. But basically, they're all done on the floor because it gives me a free-flowing effect to do that and a looser effect to do that. I couldn't do that standing in front of an easel. So I think most of them are, in effect, done that way. But again, there are some pieces that have got really lumpy parts to them. And I think that's all part of the process that happens because of initially using them as a palette. And if you look at most painter's palettes, they're thick with impasto technique from mixing paints. And that's what they're designed to do. So that's what these were designed to do initially. And then... We've taken another step and uh, as through this so-called organic process, uh, develop something else.
0: Hmm. Well, I definitely think our visitors to the museum um, that are not familiar with your work will have a similar reaction that I did or that many of these people who collect your work had. Um, I think this will definitely intrigue them and and pique their interest when they see these. FedEx pieces, um, and that a lot of the, the process there does carry over to your other work, um, a lot of texture, um, and, and things like that. So I, I'm, I'm excited for, for visitors to, to come and, and experience this. Um, so that will conclude this, uh, shorter episode of Observations, Uh, Thank you, Stuart, for for being here again to um, let our listeners know your process and and to dive a little bit deeper into your FedEx body of work, um, maybe a little bit more than what they would get from object labels or even the catalog. So um, thank you.
1: Good. I hope I delivered something for them with FedEx.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pun intended? (laughs) Yeah,
1: absolutely. Always. (laughs)